Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the telephone we have and a electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Imagine coming home to find that your family, the ones that you love the most, have been murdered. On July 31st, 2007, three members of the Wittich family died. And the next day, their older sister would walk in the door to find a bizarre crime scene. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Mary Ann Wittich and her husband John Scott were getting a divorce. The couple had two adult children and two that were now in the middle of what seemed to be an amicable custody agreement. Though Mary agreed to share custody, the divorce after 24 years of marriage left her distraught and feeling abandoned. The reason for her divorce? According to reports, Mary was having an affair. One morning, Mary's 20-year-old daughter, Lindsay, went to her mother's home. Her father had been driving by but wanted to avoid any awkwardness with his ex, so he drove away. That's when he got a phone call that would change his life. 
Lindsay came into the home to find both children in their mom's bed. They had a black X over their hearts and were shot twice with a 25 caliber handgun. Mary was nearby on the floor, having shot herself in the heart as well. The night before, July 31st, Mary, a recent graduate of nursing school, dosed her children with Benadryl until they were unconscious and then used a stethoscope to locate the exact location of each child's heart. It is believed that this was done to ensure their death. Mary Wittich had no mind-altering drugs or alcohol in her system. She was sober when she murdered her two children. It did seem, however, that she may have been bipolar, though no medication to treat this disorder was found in her system. According to those close to Mary, she would speak of the depths of her depression and sometimes mention death. In the days before the murder-suicide, she sent notes and made calls to family members. She said strange things about where money should go or who her family farm should be sold to in the event of her death. But no one took her seriously and no action was taken. Her own sister and father noted that she did not want her ex-husband to raise her children. So it appeared that death was an easier choice than shared custody. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember... Stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.